0: Nine minutes before 8 p.m. it's our headline segment here on Metro FM Talk. And uh, tonight we check in with the Black uh, Management Forum, uh, which has released uh, their own perspective, the BMF, um, uh, regarding amendments to the uh, triple PFA regulations. And uh, yeah, saying that uh, actually, you know, the Preferential Procurement Policy Framework Act and uh, its subordinate regulations uh, should effectively be scrapped. And uh, if uh, we are issuing and awarding tenders, uh, that should be done under the auspices of the Broad-Based Black Economic Empowerment Act. To tell us a bit more about this, joined on the line by the Acting President of the Black Management Forum, Esetu S A. Two. good evening. Welcome.
1: Good evening. Thanks for having us on your show. And good evening to the Metro FM listeners. I hope you're well. I'm good. I'm yep. good. Thanks. Yourself?
0: I can't complain. Um, I want us to maybe start, I guess, with what was gazetted on Friday. Um, yes. And uh, I was encouraging many of our listeners to, to try and, I guess, go beyond just the headlines. Um, and the headlines yes. were quite clear, yes. saying, look, you know, B is scrapped. Uh, and if one just read the headlines, one would have felt that it's only in SOCs where this has happened, mm. or, or that actually these regulations effectively now uh, ditch or jettison broad based black economic empowerment. Maybe just explain to us briefly the BMF's understanding of the amendments that are set to come into effect in January 2023, and how they depart from the 2017 regulations.
1: Alright, so our understanding is that on the 4th of November, when the Minister of the Finance is gazetting this new preferential mm. procurement regulation, which is what has set, you know, tongues wagging and Definitely. the media <laughs> under the Preferential uh, Procurement Policy Framework Act, this was aimed at complying with the constitutional court judgment uh, of February 2022 the judgment that rules that the minister had exceeded his powers in prescribing the 2017 regulation right mm. so the purpose of the 2022 regulation mainly is to uh, correct what had um, been, been outlined in the judgment about the minister exceeding the powers. Yeah. And these 2022 regulations, the purpose as we understand them as the BMS, is to comply with Section 217 of the Constitution on Procurement of Goods and Services mm. by organs of state, comply with the Triple, PFMA, Triple PFA Act of 2000, and comply with the Constitutional Court Judgment. And, and, and the understanding here to an ayabonga is that this is all... Going to happen whilst the fi- whilst uh, 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 the finalisation of the public procurement bill is 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 happening, and mm. I believe that it is out for public comment at the moment. And this will empower the Minister of Finance to set preferential procurement uh, regulations um, uh, for in, in the two thousand and twenty two regulations and repeal the twenty seventeen regulations. Sure. Yes? Sure. now in essence, I think. This, this this 2022 regulations are almost a placeholder because they didn't want to miss the deadline mm. of the constitution so you know Bambi, Sanjay. yeah and to not be in contempt of court sure but i don't think that uh, the way it's been reported is correct i think the way it's been reported is as if the minister has now literally said um organs of state just simply don't have to comply with BEE at mm, all. Mm, now, mm. I just want to take you a little bit back, Amona um, Ayabonga, to say you know, for us as the BMF, we've kind of diagnosed the root cause of this problem. Because if you fail to diagnose the problem, you come up with a wrong solution or sure, even a policy sure. position. We say as the BMF, the triple PFA was promulgated in 2000 because mm. there was no good based transformation law at the time.
0: To give effect to came the constitution, the, yeah.
1: yeah. Then came the BEE Triple BE Act, which was promulgated in 2003. Mm. Now, yeah, up it because then there was a bit of confusion of how to reconcile these two pieces of legislation. So this thing is not new. Sure. An example of this confusion is the fact that in section ten of the Triple BE Act, it does speak to preferential procurement. But then if you look at the Triple PFA, it also deals with preferential procurement. And and and, and, and in some instances there are inconsistencies. For so a BMF, we actually met with the Commissioner of uh, 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 the B, the BE commissioner. Mm. And she actually highlighted to us to say, where there is conflicting legislation, it says in the B Act under Section 3.2, it has a clause which is called a trumping provision, mm. which states that the B Act will take precedence where there are conflicts. Now, this has largely gone unmentioned in in, in the general discourse, not just Kulendoga Minister and Regulations, mm. but generally, it has gone unmentioned in the discourse. Then further in 2017, EPMF made submissions to the Triple B Council, where we suggested, "Can't you just repeal this Triple PFA Act and we only use the uh, the Triple B Act for public procurement, just to alleviate some of this confusion between the two acts?" That was our suggestion in 2017. So we are, of course, aware of the process to promulgate a new public procurement bill. Now, the process is at Medlac. We've made our submissions, and we don't understand why this process is taking so long. I believe Mm. it's been about four years. We are busy with the public procurement bill. And now our concern is that if these regulations that were promulgated on the 4th are a placeholder until the public procurement bill comes into effect, we're actually worried, how long is it going to take? For the public procurement bill to come into effect, because the reality is, th- th- there's now a, a gap. Sure, for sure. example, the regulations before had um, these pre-qualifying criteria. It had um, a- 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 items speaking about the local content and localization. Mm, now we're yeah, in so. the middle. We are in a in a what is it called inter interregram. I forget that the mm, English inter-regram, word. Inter-regram, but we are yeah, in yeah. a. We are we are in a space now where we are neither here nor there. We are, we've got this placeholder, but this placeholder has had such, such, certain impacts. You know, has has done away with certain provisions which were uh, promoting mm. transformation. Now we've got to wait for the public procurement bill, sure. and what happens in the in the interim? I too.
0: M- maybe just a quick one on that one um, mm. that I want to understand in your position. I mean, so so you are saying that your ideal position would be a scrapping of the triple PFA or even lendo draft public procurement bill mm. process, right? And have yeah. the triple BE Act, in particular Section 10B, guiding how we interpret the evaluation criteria that should be applied in the award of bids. Now, if I look at Section 10B, mm. by force of effect, unless this coin isn't in maybe it's in Shia or some, force of effect, it says any organ of state or public entity should, in developing and implementing a preferential procurement policy, you know, apply any relevant code of good practice, right? Th- that's what it says. Mm. Similarly, the new um, 2022 regulations are mm. saying that actually there is scope for what they call specific goals or special goals yes, or whatever, yes. right? Yes. Now, w- my understanding of this is that in both cases, the B Act and this new thing uh, the regulations, are saying organs of state and procuring entities must create their own preferential procurement policies. What is your view mm. on that? Because it seems, one, the force of effect is the same. It's saying create this thing somewhere, but of course it must give due regard um, because Section 217 of the Constitution requires that. Give due regard oh. to people that have you know, been discriminated against historically. Mm. So, So that is there. What would be different in outcomes um, if we went your your ideal way versus, I guess, what the National Treasury is saying?
1: Well, first of all, um, uh, Ayabonga, we're just wanting to clear the space so that there is no two acts that may say different things or oh, say the same thing in different, in different ways, ways and sure, open sure. to different interpretations. Okay. That's really what we're saying. We're saying the Triple B Act and the Section 10 that you have alluded to is actually sufficient uh, for all state organs to use in, in promulgating their own preferential procurement, mm, mm. Uh, 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 their procurement policies. Because now we don't know what's going to come out in the public procurement bill and to what extent it's going to contradict the BBBE Act, and we'll end up in the same position where there are two legislations that, yes, ultimately seek to say the same thing. But if you look, look at the letter of, of the law, then you're giving SOEs a, 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 a room to, 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 in, to interpret them as they will. And mm-hmm. we're really just trying to clean up the space and have one set of legislation that yeah. everybody uh, adheres to and, 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 and there's no more confusion. That, that was our input sure, as far sure. back um
0: as twenty twenty. The the other element I guess to which I, I would think of as a second part of my question then is that in the mm. Triple B Act, uh, I guess the operative mechanism that would define how you procure would be the codes, right? Um, yes. and the codes would have, you know, in how they scoped and designed is actually for measured entities rather than for a state that is procuring things. So it doesn't say to you, ah, you must consider mm. the price and consider these things and that's the balance you strike. Whereas mm. the regulations are quite specific on that. If it's above 50 mm. million, there's this permutation. If it's above 100, it looks like this, right? What is your view on that thing, 90-10, 80-20? Um, and if we were to apply the Triple B E Act, um, would that do away with that formula of saying if it's above 50 million, this is what you apply? Um, or would you... Give people discretion to say, you know, I don't care how big the contract is, my policy is that sixty percent is on price and functionality and forty percent is on something else.
1: So firstly we want to as the BMF we want to remove the ninety ten provision. Sure. I think the ninety ten provision has been controversial for a very long time. But we are saying there's no need to start a new regulation from scratch what could be done perhaps in what you're alluding to Uguti um the, the regulation is very specific um even in terms of um the, 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 the like the, the, the amounts. Maybe if the tender is worth a certain amount then these are the then these are these are what you need to do. What we're basically saying is we want to do away with 9010, but we also feel there's no need to reinvent the wheel. If the Triple C Act needs to be strengthened and made more specific, then let's rather do that. For example, we've got no difficulties with SOEs procuring directly from OEMs, because I know that's one of the issues. For example, no, 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 uh, what do people normally say? Quoted out of context. Mm. Uh, for example, we have no difficulty with SOEs procuring from OEMs, ne- negating the need for all of these middlemen. Which people, you know, the view is that that may actually be counterproductive in that the SOEs are end- ending up or, or organs of state are ending up spending a lot more than they need to. Ne? No, but even
0: At that. OEMs, is it, wait even that one, right? Uh, and mm. I liked your comment in your statement there. That you are saying, in principle, you have no problem in the state buying directly from OEMs. But there's an expectation.
1: I there's a caveat.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> let's go with the caveat. Because we understand why that didn't make sense to me. Okay, let's go yes. to the caveat.
1: But those OEMs must comply with this country's BEE legislation. For example they would need to either comply or at least give a very detailed plan of how they are going to comply sure, in terms sure. of ownership, in terms of management control, in terms of skills development, in terms of enterprise and supplier development.
0: But which is so, BEE, right?
1: <laughs> which is, yes.
0: Yeah, so, so I mean, that, that, that's where my misunderstanding is, right? Because wh- what mm-hmm. I understood Mr. Nyati to be saying is, it is BEE that is leading to inordinate markups for middle people. And I think the point in our BE framework is that it does allow for BE to happen without there being a middle person. Yes, that's why you have a yes. national industrial p- participation program. Yes. You know, you used to have a competitive supply development program, all of those things.
1: I think
0: we're saying the same thing. You. No, no, But what I'm trying to say is I, I didn't understand Mr. Nyati's comment. So so I thought you were you were saying it was quoted out of context. So so that's that's what I want to understand
1: no 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 I think I think I, 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 no let me not say quoted out of context, okay. I think me and you understand his comments the same, but the way it was reported oh I see was okay. as if he was saying uh BEE must just be done away with in in, in public procurement, in SOEs, and in fact, any PEE legislation that is holding them back must just be repealed. I think you and I had a very exact same understanding of what he was saying. But similar to what has happened when the minister promulgated these regulations, it's similar to what happened to him when when he issued his statement, in that whenever somebody says, you know, let BEE, let's do it, but let's do it in a way that is most effective. Let's cut out things that actually are counterproductive. You know, Justice Zondo. That's why he spent so much time on public procurement, Ayamonga, because we believe that the government is still the biggest spender of or consumer of goods and services sure, in this country. Sure. And preferential procurement or pre- procurement from public entities or state organs still has a huge role to play mm. in the economic transformation mm. of this country. But it's the house yes. that need to just be tweaked and cleaned up. Yeah. And now I think anybody who says things along those lines is just seen to be saying, it must be, you know, you're throwing mm, out the baby with the mm. water. But we don't take the time to really understand what these people are saying. A lot of what is being said by Uba Mute is similar to what Justice Rondo said in the report to the, the State Capture Commission as it pertains to public procurement.
0: Talk to me about, I guess, the definition there in uh, the regulations that the Treasury published. Uh, that definition on specific goals. Um, yes, Guys. I mean, like, I'm just trying to understand. Are, are, there, are there no other more recent policy frameworks that could give effect to like societal goals? I mean, because you know why I, I asked that, you know, why I asked that Like yes. the RTP says a lot of things. So I could do anything that meets the RTP. I mean, let me give an example. You could procure for me because I can show to you that in the last year or so, I helped pro bono time to go and help a a water waste treatment plant, and that might give my Lily White firm kudos and brownie points Mm -hmm. in the procurement Mm -hmm. process. And that Mm -hmm. could actually be a preferential procurement policy framework of a Mm -hmm. very conservative, you know, uh, municipal or another organ of uh, organ of state. You know, so Mm -hmm. I'm just a bit concerned. I mean, does that not? cast the net too wide that you end up losing the very specificity of BEE that we want? Um,
1: you're, you're 100%, Ayabonga. And on DT, this thing, this placeholder, even the one, even as it pertains to these specific goals, they really cast the net way too wide. They're not specific enough. And I also don't understand, but as a country of today in South Africa, what is our, uh, uh, what is the prevailing Economic policy—it definitely isn't the RDP because this was promulgated in 1994. But this specific goals clause, and I've got it right in front of me, it is way too uh, uh, broad and and, and lacks specificity, and therefore is going to be open to a lot of uh, what I call malicious compliance Mm, Uh, and what we hate, which is called the tick-boxing. So. Again, we are saying if you are saying that these regulations are just a placeholder until the public procurement bill comes into effect, these. uh, So we're in 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 the space that we're in. We are in a much weakened. We are we are are in a weakened, uh, including this 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 very clause about the specific goals. It's very weak, um, Ayabonga. Yeah. So, if the government is serious, then this public procurement bill must be promulgated as a matter of urgency, and it must be very specific mm. in terms of what it means. what What are the What are the criteria, and what are the, What is the public uh, yeah. procurement framework that is, as entities, yes, they can choose their own policy, but surely there is a framework and there is an overarching. Uh, principle and law which everybody must comply to so mm. yes choose your own choose your own uh, uh policies but remember your policies whatever they say must comply to one two three and these specific goals is a is a very 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 weak and so whilst treasury is saying that this is a placeholder we need to fast-track the implementation of the public procurement bill because this placeholder cannot stay in place mm. for any 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 extended period because it is putting us in an extremely weak position.
0: I said last last question on my end uh, before we let you go. I mean, lotamdiri risukuyangu kuna placeholders in all manner of things. One might argue the <laughs> genesis of it was the free yeah. reign given to the likes of Saka Licha, Afri Forum and many others mm.
1: uh,
0: who are, you know, on the fringe of, you know, the white right, if I can put it that way. 100%. Um, to go and make a very particular case in the constitutional mm. court um, mm. with very limited, not only legal, but societal resistance, right? I mean, you know, you, you struggle, yes, in the courts, but you also struggle on the streets. Um, and we are here now because organizations, and I've asked the same to Hanky before, we are here now because organizations that should be for black business and that have historically advocated for this. I mean, everybody knows the BMF. You have your fingers all over the Triple B E Act and how it ultimately emerged 100%. because of hmm. the advocacy you undertook. Um, many South Africans might say you were sleeping on the wheel on this one, is it? Because and, you know, after January, when the other bill comes, we're not sure. It's a net lag. It's largely because the organized voices of black business were sleeping on the wheel. What would you say to that?
1: You know, as much as I hate to concede on this kind of thing, I I really would, would, would say that as the BMS this is something that we have almost self assessed. It in ANC self We are self we have self introspected and we are self correcting because you are hundred percent right. You 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 mentioned something that I wanted to contest. Ute the free reign given to all Africa North. It's not free reign, my leader. It is they are you. They are simply looking, they are simply looking at the loopholes. But are they getting in resistance our, from you? That, that, that's what I'm saying, as the BMF, well, this is something that — in fact, we had a policy conference over the weekend, and this was one of the, the challenges that were put to us very strongly by Baber: <laughs> What the yeah, BMF, Where is your voice? And, and and trust me we, we've got we've established a BMF litigation fund we called it under under our former president George Nagota mm. we just need to get that litigation fund up and running we've got a committee now that is very energetic and behind it sure. because we have already self-assessed and self you know critiqued and said mm. the reason why your Afri forums, your Institute of Race Relations your Helen Tuzman Foundations and this now are able to go to the court and challenge the very regulation that we worked so hard to put in place is because exactly we are sleeping at the wheel. So they and, and 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 what my 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 learned legal friends tell me is that guys, if your regulation is weak or it's got loopholes, it judges and what it, it counter regulation. No, going to read the letter yeah. of the law. So you have a responsibility to tighten up any loopholes mm. in your own law and defend these motions by these people. Otherwise, yeah. now we're going to yeah. have a thing to say that judiciary is captured by white monopoly capital. It's not. Gandhi. It's us who, are, who, who, who have left the loopholes yeah. in our law. Yeah. And we are right. We don't, we don't push back enough. We don't resist yeah. in court. We won't go to court and defend off of the court and defend these motions both in court but also out in society. And you're 100% righteous of that. And you're going to see so much more of that mm. from the PMs.
0: You know, I think that last point and, and because I I really think you're spot on that, you know, in as much as I might be heavily critical in saying you were sleeping at the wheel, a bigger part of this problem is also very bad drafting of law in 2000. already <laughs> Bad drafting of la triple PFA which has gotten us to where we are and I think the task, uh, you know, SA2, certainly for many African and black people are expecting of you as the PMF is even the lawmakers or the law drafters who are sitting, you know, in the bureaucracy mm. must be able to benefit from your support. You've got a pool of professionals there who are able to engage on these issues, who are working in some of the largest global firms in the world. You know, So uh, we certainly hope uh, that uh, we'll be able to resolve this issue because public procurement is a very strategic lever for many of the economic goals that we have and uh, we can't we can't let this go to to Jastinje, go and die somewhere.
1: Watch the space, Ayabonga. We're going to have a different conversation with you in a couple of months' time from the BNF.
0: Awesome stuff. Esetu, thank you very much for your time.
1: Thanks so much. Cheers.
0: Esetu Mangotua is the acting president of the Black Management Forum. And, uh, yeah, they say, yeah, expect more fighting talk, more amicus curiae, more engagement with bureaucrats as they draft these bills and uh, much more agitational work and uh, we expect the voice We're the voice of the BMFs, the Navcocks, the bbc's of the world <laughs> huh you don't say betwa sabetwa and because sometimes we just tend to often focus on the pageantry of electoral politics we lose as people who have a common interest because the dynamic is that black people we have a common interest as a People as a group of people who were discriminated as a group, not as individuals. You pick up a... No, no, no. Discriminated against as a group. Past and continuing. You know, we need, just across political lines, to have at least some common institutions in our public, general public. You see, because in other parts of our society, you know, it's front, plus one, a bit DA. And now uh, in Cape, maybe what what uh, secession Congress or whatever, who will come together on a particular matter? You can't say the Saka Lika people and the Afri forum people always agree. They don't. But they agree on the things that are common to them enough to put their resources, time, money, and the best people, and take it to the highest court in the land. ba change, le you, why are you Azapo? You, why are you PAC? You, why are you, you know, organisation? Uh, uh, code, organization, um, you know, why are you um, African People's Congress? Why are you this? Why are you that? Why are you ANC? No. When it's quite clear that uh, there's actually a very particular offense of using lawfare here to reverse the gains of things that we thought were already in the statute books. But uh, yeah, I guess it's a game of interpretations. So I don't think Section 217 is enough uh, because um, if you draft the laws badly, if you don't put up some resistance in the courts and in the public discussion, in the public eye, we're going to be in trouble. Um, I mean, leave aside the media, which I guess in many ways, here uh, the media, we've... Um, I don't know how the reports got to to that story. So now we must be distracted by the fact that, no, it's actually... Uh, you know, uh, Minister Kodongwana, who has written off PE when he hasn't. But you see, we get distracted by that sideshow rather than having a discussion about, yay, how do we get our ducks in a row? Because, yo, semking komoma Kwalandin.